Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Uh, Elisa Keaton with you today, and you are going to be in for such a treat. I am introducing you, for some of you maybe the first time, but for others, you know her. Michelle Myers, the founder of She Works His Way. If you are a woman who feels called on mission, Michelle is a gal you want to hear from. And today I, I thought to have her on the show because of the very unique times we are in right now where a lot of moms, stay-at-home working moms, have two worlds colliding at the same time. What does it look like to still stay on mission in our homes with our children home. Michelle is gonna share so much good wisdom and truth with you about what it looks like for her. Um, She is living it out and I love leaders that don't just teach but they live it, right? So you're gonna be blessed today and take away a lot of good nuggets of information on how you can be making sure that there is heaven in your home. And that's the author, that's the title of a book that she authored as well as devotionals and Um, She equips over a thousand women every month over in her She Works His Way group. And I encourage you guys to to follow and learn more about Michelle. All right. And don't forget, Rest and Rebuild is coming. And we got Jess Conley, Nika Maples, Francie Winslow, and some other amazing teachings and teachers for you at the Rest and Rebuild retreat. So if you've ever thought of coming away and integrating yourself holistically, and remaining and abiding with God holistically for a few days. And hopefully you go home with the new habits in place to continue it as a lifestyle. And we are inviting you to come. So swipe up on the show notes and learn more about rest and rebuild. Thanks for hanging out today. Love you guys. And I will be talking to you soon. Peace. Michelle, I am so excited. Well, I wish there was different circumstances Right. Why is it? But we're so we're such a girl on mission as I am, too, that it's these times like this where our I think our our missions collide. I go, okay, I've got I've got a host of of fitness teacher, gospel preachers, and Mm -hmm. they they act that out and live that out in various ways. And we now are in a new season. Um, Mm -hmm. So for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm sure, you know, if you don't, you need to know that Michelle is the founder of She Works His Way. If you are looking for a community of people, women who feel called by the Lord for a specific purpose on earth, but they also know that they're called to their homes. And how do we balance that? What does that look like? Balance is a funny word. And I always think, how is that that even Mm -hmm. possible? But you have this anointing. The Lord has given Michelle an anointing for women who can hold this in such a way that it glorifies God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your good works glorify God, and people are interested in who it is you serve. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to have Michelle on because I know there's so many of us, and myself included, tell me. I'm here mostly because you need to help me, Michelle. (laughs) Tell me, first of all, um, tell us, what has this season been like for you? Mm -hmm. What are you finding? Has it been different for you? So I think the season has just really heightened my awareness to what actually matters, which is funny because we Mm. say all the time, that's one of our phrases of do what matters, not Mm. just get things done. Mm -hmm. However, we almost get used to running at this hurried pace. And if you're like me, I'm really good at justifying it for a good cause. But I think this slower pace has forced me to see the difference between what's actually essential, 
Mm. and what's not Mm. because margin is, is tighter. There's not as much time. And so things that were extra that I used to think were really important and super critical. I've now realized are extra, but it's not even just the extra. There was a lot in our daily routine and rhythm that was excessive. Can you tell us, tell me some of those things, give us some practical things. You're like, Oh my gosh. So I think some of the stuff for us is just realizing how many times we were all running in different directions rather than like sitting still and just having some time to be. And I don't know if we even realized just the sweetness in coming together and, and being at home and loving being together because it was just, Something that, you know, it was almost like we wanted to be doing something else. It was, yeah. oh, if we're just at home, then we're not really doing something. And I wish that we were doing something and yeah. we should be putting something together to create memories or uh. we should be doing something productive when really the gift is each other and the gift is time and the gift is not having anywhere to go, but just being able to make memories when nothing else is involved. Don't. And so when all of those things are kind of stripped away, yeah we realize all of the sweetness in the stuff that the everyday things that we really take for granted when we're running at a pace that's too quick. It's so true. I, I have felt that too. Like it can, you bring me just tearing up in my eyes. I feel like, and I know this doesn't negate that there are people in really, ang- you know, anxiety places with jobs, things are shifting and things will be different on the other side. We don't really like change, right? We mm-hmm. like what we like, what we do, even if it's not functioning well, but we make it's dysfunctionally functioning. But now for the Lord to give us, this has been such a gift. Like it's a global time out. And for like mm-hmm. my child, when I would send my child to a time out, it was just to kind of think about mm-hmm. the things that you're doing and how you show up to the family and also to know that you're welcomed back in the family. God isn't shunning us. He's actually bringing us to himself in our best self. So mm-hmm. for you, what, um, what are some shifts that you've had to make with the extra time? I know you said like, you know, you're aware now that there were things you were doing before, right. but what shifts have you had to make with now that your kids are at home with you a lot more? So, yes. So I have a second grader, a kindergartner and a three-year-old. And so I have two who are doing school at home now and then one that's not yet school aged. And so my two boys are not um, independent learners yet. And so we're doing a lot of school with them Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a different rhythm for us. We're not used to it. And then I also, my kids, as I'm sure everybody, my kids are polar opposite. And so that's, that's the part that's interesting is I've got one that wants to talk about it. And then I've got one that wants to pretend like none of this is happening. And so navigating that, but it's really the thing that I really have loved is with my husband working from home mostly, and then me being at home and then all of the kids, I am getting so much more one-on-one time Mm. with my kids because it's like, okay, dad, go do reading with Noah. Cole, we're going to work on your sight words. And so there's some of that happening, even just Cole and I, my, that's my middle. He wants to go on a walk with me every day after lunch. Mm. And so every day after lunch, we're going on a walk together Mm. and we're having these really deep talks. And so I, you know, am wanting to check on him to make sure, cause he's my social one. Yeah. And so he's the one that gets on the zoom class with his kindergarten, which by the way, adults, if you have not seen kindergartners on zoom, 
I know. It's so funny. My friends, I don't have kids that age, but my friend was, uh, my teeny, my Leah, yes, your teeny, yes, yes. was like, Elisa, you've, you've never lived until you've seen, hers oh. is a bunch of second graders getting yes. on a Zoom call. Hi, 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 hi. She's like, they did, spent like a good 20 minutes saying hi, hi to everyone for 20 minutes. And then it's on. so cute. It's uh, so cute. And, but he's, you know, sees his <laughs> friends and he's the one that doesn't want to know that anything's happening. He's, uh, he's just uh. trying to forget any of this but then he sees his friends he can't ignore what's going on yeah. and he's like already at, at in kindergarten he's like i got something in my eye like <laughs> trying to act like he's not crying and oh. so i'm like okay i'm we need to have some talks and i want to make sure that he's doing okay because i think too that's like my gut reaction my gut reaction was all of the extra things that were piling on me and how much harder this was going to be on me. Mm. I've got a homeschool. I've got mm. all of Come these other extra things that are coming on me and watching him on that zoom call. I had this conviction wave of Michelle, you have not stopped to really think about how hard this is on them. Oof. This is not just hard on you. Mm. This is hard on them. And so mm. stop thinking about yourself mm. and realize the opportunity that you have to really minister to your kid. Mm. So I took my conviction from my loving father <laughs> and we, we went on a walk and I talked to him and I got him to talk to me about how he misses his friends and how, yeah. when, you know, he does go with us to even just pick up takeout and he sees less cars on the road. He, in his mind was internalizing that those were all the people that the virus had killed. He was not thinking that the other people were staying at home too. And so we kind of needed to process that. So after we get through all of this, he looks at me and he goes, well, mom, how are you doing? What's hard for you? Are you doing okay? Do you need to talk? And so I'm just sitting here getting spiritually schooled by my six-year-old of how he considers and thinks of others. So it's just opened up so many opportunities for these conversations that were available to me all along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just prioritizing the wrong things. Yeah. And I think we don't know what we don't know until it's time that you got to know it. It's like the, you know, just everything gets cleared and you have to reestablish what is it look like to be a family in this season now? Cause we've, Never. I mean, if we just stop for a minute and just think never on the history of that. I mean, I know there's been like plagues in the past, mm-hmm. but we are living in a very unprecedented time. Like, yes. I mean, the fact that we are homebound and, and I also, my heart goes out to kids who do not have healthy homes. Oh, yes. my heart breaks where school was mm-hmm. a refuge. And mm-hmm. even at school, potentially, they might have been labeled the bad kid or the disruptive kid because they're home, but at least there was a place for them to go. So my heart just goes out to that. That you know, And then our kids to be really ministered to in this time, because when they go back into school life, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be very, we're just this, this season's going to pull out the best and the worst yes. of us as, as parenting and as children. So then we're going to see a whole nother experience of school because we're going to come back together again as mm-hmm. social beings. What's that going to look like? So, so Michelle, from a practical thing as a woman who works God's way, well, let me ask you this question. What would you say is your mission in life? What has God called you to? To encourage and equip as many women as I possibly can to work for the glory of God and the good of others. That's good. To work for the glory of God and for the good of others. Let me ask you this question. Do you believe, do you think that every woman has a call on her life? A hundred percent. 
Okay. Because Jesus gave us marching orders mm -hmm. when he, when he left and ascended to heaven and he said, go and make disciples That's right. of all nations. Mm -hmm. And so we've all been given an assignment and we've all been placed somewhere to do that. That's good. And it's when we become active in the general call on all believers that specific assignments can arise. That's but good. We all have a general call. That's so good. And so that's why, again, I say with She Works His Way, you guys are so good about it doesn't matter what you're doing. For some, you disciple in the MLM world, in a supplement world. For some, you disciple in your Etsy shop. For some, you disciple because you feel called to, you know, to be a homemaker, to really provide a space of hospitality for your family and that it's a mission and you open your door. Like everyone has a call on how that is playing out. And, you're, and the ultimate is that we're, we're making a place for disciples, for people That's to right. know Christ and walk with him. Okay, so on a practical, because you feel you're called to equip women um, to glorify God and what they do, what your hours, your days prior to COVID-19, how, how many hours out of the workday would you work? And now how many is it looking like? Like how much had to shift before now? A lot had to shift. Um, so I... I still had my little girl at home, but I had help. And so I would say in a given day between, cause I don't just lock myself in my office all day when she's here um, with Lauren, who is an extension of our family and wonderful. I still come in and out. And yeah. so I would say that it was probably four to five hours that yeah. I was, I was pulling in a day. Okay. Um, and now, I mean, it depends on the day. Yeah. Some days it's 45 minutes, other days, <laughs> other days I'm able to pull a little bit more. And then sometimes my work hours, instead of being eight to 11 in the morning are eight to 11 at night yeah. after they've gone to bed. Yeah. And so it's just, it's different to adjust them. And the unique piece that you'll be able to relate to, uh, I'm writing my first book with a publisher right Good. now. Yay. And yeah, I've got a manuscript due. August 1st. Oh, God bless. I God was, bless. I'm praying I, for you. Yes. I was planning on trying to use the margin of when my boys were at school oh. to get the bulk of it done to where this summer I would really just kind of be in the editing and the refining process. And it was almost like, okay, now my book writing margin has now gone to homeschool. <laughs> but here's two things that I can even tell you to where God is working in this. Tell me. So number one, if your girl who struggles with pride ever needed to be reminder that I'm not writing this book and that I need the Lord to come pour on his wisdom, come on. Um, I mean, I'm literally, I'm just sitting here going, I can't wait to see how you do this. God, I am so <laughs> excited to find out how you do this. Cause it will not be me. There is, there is not question in my mind that if I ever thought that it was going to be even a twinge of me, that twinge is out of here. Gone. And so that's one. And then the second one is with my kids, my kids are loud. I mean, they're just, they're, and they're not supposed to be quiet. I want them to do school and play. So even yeah. when I'm working, moms understand this, that when your kids are within earshot of you, it drives my husband crazy because I can sleep through a storm. Mm. But if one of our kids as much sneezes in the middle of the night, yeah. I am awake and on high alert. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm still sitting here and I'm trying to focus and I'm trying to write, 
but there's like still the noise of my kids in the background. So I can't fully get in that. But yeah. my prayer was that I would not be able to compartmentalize my faith or my family as I am writing this book about work. Wow. Because that's the whole point. And so I, I literally can't get them out of my head when I'm writing. I can't. <laughs> you can't escape. And so you can't is, disassociate. Yeah. And so I really genuinely think that it's going to be so much better than it would have. Did you try again? You're absolutely 100% right. I know. I, I, I guarantee it. The fact that this is going to be written in weakness is this. Oh. Then it becomes yes. his so much more. I actually would be very worried about myself if I ever wrote a book and felt totally confident about oh. what, what I'm saying and how it I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. It's just, so just he just made sure that that's amazing. Okay, that was, that was all out understand. of there. So you've just you've just had to be flexible. That sounds yes. like ultimately the flex and the bend has happened. Oh my gosh, I don't know why my 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 watch is talking to oh. me. She's bossy, not the boss of me. Um, <laughs> So then where, like for She Works His Way, have you noticed mm-hmm. that even as general on mission for what you do? Because mm-hmm. you've got how many women in that organization that you're serving each month? We've got about a thousand members. Yeah. That's, so. that's a big, like, uh, you know, uh, service to show up to. Are mm-hmm. you scaling back? Are you, how have so you had to bend in that? The beauty of serving at She Works His Way is that I'm in the trenches I always say, I'm not coming to you as an expert. Mm. I'm in the trenches. And so really what I just have to ask and what our team sits and asks is what are we dealing with? What is God showing and teaching us? And how can we take what he's showing and teaching us and start that discussion between his daughters? And so we've really just kind of had to pivot from a sense of making sure that there were a lot more options Mm -hmm. for understanding that there's a lot of different seasons and demands Mm -hmm. that our women are facing right now. Yeah. And so we've tried to put out some quick kind of grab and go resources that are quick of take them, print them out, read them as you can. Maybe while your kid's doing their reading, you can read this. And so we kind of see there's, there's two sides of some need the quick grab and go because my time has just been marginalized to where I don't really have time to sit down for a 30 minute class right now. But then we have others that all of their community has been stripped from them and they need to see faces and they need to see people. And so all of our, what used to be webinars, they're all Zoom meetings now, nice. which allows all of us to be able to see faces. And so, again, yeah. it's just kind of those realizing that we need options and flexibility and more than ever, we need each other. That's and so we've, we've been trying to, to kind of serve in, in that capacity. But let me, let me talk for a second to the girl that might be wired like me. I am naturally wired to be more of a workaholic. I love what I do. Mm. I love being productive. I love metrics and measurables and all of those things. And none of that is bad Mm. until there's no rest or there's no awareness Mm. of, I can't do anything without Christ. It's that whole, apart from him, I can do nothing and understanding that. And so I think one of the things for me that I've realized is I do know that my work hours probably across the board have been cut by 
on any given day, 30 to 50%. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm just going, going for an average, yeah. but I'm so much more dependent mm. and I'm so less distracted by mm-hmm. other things that don't matter because I don't have the margin. To yeah. They had to go, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it's really honestly across the board, if we'll think about it, most of us in a regular cadence probably spend 50% more hours for maybe 10% more results. Wow. Come on. And so if we think about it from that sense, Come is on. it worth uh, the, the mental toll, the emotional strain, the physical time, the even just priority division for 10%? Come on. Probably not. And so I think for me, that's what I've sat down and I've realized of how much more intentional can I be where I am so that I'm not living aimlessly? Because I think that there was probably a lot of my day that was more aimless than I'd like to admit. Yeah, shoot. Jeez. Let me just sit with that for a minute. (laughs) It's so good. It's so tender and kind of the Lord. This is always a gift of good news. That's good Mm -hmm. news to know that we don't have to go back to what we had, right? Yes. No, we we don't. In fact, like the whole premise of this is now that you know better, you can do better moving forward. And so when all of that extra and all of the excessive comes back, because it will, it will come back with a vengeance. Yeah. Can you put your foot down? Yeah. And can you say... I will not go back to the way that it used to be. I will not look at this season that even though it was hard, even though it was tough, what things were sweet, what was working? You know, Michael Hyatt always asked this question of what does this make possible? And so I've basically been asking that question. I've been asking my kids that question of what does this make possible? Mm -hmm. And they've said things like we can eat lunch on the trampoline. And I'm like, we can, That's you know, awesome. and so we'll, we'll go eat lunch on the trampoline so we can, <laughs> we can have all of these other things. I tell you the other thing that it's really made me aware of, you know, anybody that's ever done any kind of public speaking, you've probably gotten the advice of assume they're in the room. Yeah. I think, I think Andy Stanley was the first one that I, it just sounds like him. If it yeah. wasn't him, it, it should like be him. It let's should give be. it to him. Let's give Some, it to him. Let's yeah. practical and easy to remember. Uh-huh. It must've been him. Assume. But assume, assume they're in the room. And so often I wonder how many times we don't think about that in regards to our social media accounts mm. and we don't realize, but it's, I've been much more cognizant mm. of even the things that I will put out there that are the public arena mm. of realizing, okay, how does this affect someone who just lost their job? How would this hit somebody that home is not a safe place for them? How does this read to somebody that is just, maybe they have work right now, but they're, they're not sure if they will tomorrow mm-hmm. or someone whose family member has just been diagnosed with COVID-19 mm-hmm. or someone who is a doctor and is pulling 48 and 72 hour shifts, you know, mm-hmm we have to start thinking about others more and not just letting it, letting it fly and letting it land where it lands Yeah, because we're supposed to out 
outdo one another in showing yeah, honor. Yeah. And isn't, and isn't, if you think about it, this, what we're doing right now, I, I, that's the other, like, it's so amazing to me. If people, I don't even know how people can think God doesn't exist because why would we quarantine ourselves? Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't, I live for me and survival of the fittest. Well, I got to do my thing. Who cares who dies? Like the fact that we're actually bringing it in to flatten the curve, to consider, uh, you know, the whole, like, yes. this really is a love others thing that we're all doing. Cause mm-hmm. you don't have to, I mean, you can, you could go out and do the thing, take the risk, but we're, we're doing this to really care for one another. And that just mm-hmm. shows that that's eternity set in our hearts, yes. that we're yes. really made to consider others more than ourselves. And that's why this time out is like, mm-hmm. for others sake, we're going to do this, but you're going to be blessed in return. Mm-hmm. You're going to mm-hmm. get something that you could have never had without this, hey, play, you know, consider others better than yourself. Well, and how often too with others, Mm -hmm. did we go about our separate days looking down at our phone or with our own families and our own things and not really thinking about anything else. I thought it was so funny. I went, um, we were on one of our walks in the neighborhood and there's one point in our neighborhood where you can see to a different street. So I'm not even talking about somebody that was walking on the other side of the street. Somebody was walking on the other street with like a field and some houses in between us. And we both are like this. Just, waving just at wave, each other. Just waving at each other, like all the way across. And that is such a stark difference. That's amazing. How it used to be. Like you it used so to right. be someone is walking five feet away from me and it's like avoid eye contact. Don't look. Yeah. You know? Or, they're, or you're then, both on your phone. Or you're and both talking sees. to the air and no one, yes. yeah, you're doing something No one something sees else. and no one pays attention, but literally it's like, another person. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. You know, so. That's amazing. That's so true. And you know, I would say this too, and you've probably noticed more people are out going for walks and doing yes. things just that, that natural draw of like, well, if I, I can't go anywhere, I'll go for a walk. I'll get out into nature, which is amazing. So I, we, I noticed like week one, there were just more people like out on the street. Mm-hmm. And then week two, like even more people out on the street walking. Now I'm noticing the people are in the street walking, like no, like cars could come at any time. But now it's like, this is, this is just where we are now. And you're right. I, before in, before COVID-19, I would see people, I'm kind of on a walking loop and I would see people walking, but they'd be on their phones. They'd be talking. They weren't just walking. Now you're right. People are saying hello. They are actually walking probably for their third time of the day because they have nothing oh. else to do, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, to break yep. it up. Yes. And so it's it's not this, let me fit in a walk and get on this phone call or whatever. Man, that's so true. And that's a conviction for me because I, I notice that I'm just, I'm on my phone less in mm-hmm. the sense of I've got a lot more things. Kids need me and so I'm available. Right. Well, and we're so good at compartmentalizing. I don't know why this is, but we're just natural compartmentalizers when it comes to our lives. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it's normal for me to be on my phone for work. Mm -hmm. And so I never feel like it's weird or excessive or anything if I'm doing something for work on my phone. Mm -hmm. However, now that like my social life and church and all of the other things, everything's on my phone. I'm like, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. You know? And so because sure. of that, my phone is in the bedroom on the charger whenever I get a chance because I'm like, I mean, it's too much. You know, it's, it, it's just a lot and you don't realize it. But I'm like, if I think about it, really, am I on it more 
or does it just not feel natural to be on my phone for certain things? And so if it feels excessive, then why do I make exceptions for mm. work? Mm. Is it just because I've gotten used to it or because I'm really good at justifying what I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it's, it's made people, um, in fact, with even social media across the board, usually, you know, you can see kind of a big decrease in engagement online right now. And usually when that happens, it's because there's just been this big algorithm change and everything does it, but people are actually on the social media apps less Mm -hmm. as they're on FaceTime or they're on Zoom with people in their right. real life. They're and so I'm places. like, that is such a victory. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so good. That's so true. Oh, so good. So I, I hope that those are some of the things that we keep moving me forward. Me too. Oh, gosh, me too. Let it be so. Okay, mm -hmm. let me ask you from a, as I think you have a brilliant mind for business. I think the Lord has given you just a real good understanding, especially when it comes to the arena. I think social medias and things like that, where we know we're, we're, we're speaking to people a lot online. Like, right? Don't you think like there'd be no other time for She Works His Way than this time on the earth, right? Like, That's right. what right. would it even look like if we weren't doing stuff online? So what do you think, Justin, do you have any thoughts or ideas on what do you think, um, what's the shift just in the marketplace or the people? Like, what do you think potentially will come out of this culturally for us, for um, the business world that we we connect with in the so online community? Every everybody has shifted. And mm -hmm. so I think that that's the big thing to think about is if you are a mm -hmm. business owner and you're looking at your numbers mm -hmm. and you're wondering, am I ever going to be able to come back to a place of normalcy? What is this going to look like? I think as a general rule of thumb, unless you work at zoom. Yeah. You are <laughs> Or Amazon. Um, yeah. If you're in Zoom or Amazon, you're booming right now. <laughs> you're uh, but otherwise, uh, mm -hmm. most people are, are seeing a standstill, a freeze, a, a decline. And so what I would encourage you to do as a business owner is while growth potentially is a little bit slower, mm -hmm. while marketing must change, you cannot market the way that you marketed a month ago. The world does not need another business right now. It needs you to be a human. Don't try to be a brand right now. Mm. Be, That's a good people, word. People need you to be a human. So, so be, be a human. That's a good word. Um, but when you have a slower season, two things. What can you evaluate? Mm -hmm. This might not be a season for growth, but it can still be a season for you to get better. Mm -hmm. Because that means that you have time to sit and look and examine and question and dream and cast some vision and, and think. And so take that time. Don't, don't mope. Don't, don't see the, are you still watching notification on Netflix nine times a day? <laughs> take some time to really work on. If you can't work in, you can mm -hmm. still work on your work. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, we talk about retention a lot in the business world, um, but I don't think that we always define it right. Because retention in a sense is, you know, keeping a customer. And right now, if your business isn't open, you might not be able to feel like you're keeping a customer, mm. but you can still steward mm. people that God has brought your way through work. That's good. 
And so your retention right now could simply be caring and proving that you care about the people that God has entrusted to you. That's what this is. You can prove that you care about them beyond the money that they give your business. Do that by checking in on them. Mm -hmm. Do that by providing value. Do that by asking questions. You don't even have to assume what they need. Mm. Ask them. Mm. Be personal. Mm. Be a human. Mm. And so there are still really powerful ways to step in and serve because good deeds meet pressing needs. At the end of the letter to Titus, I think it's 314. That's essentially what Paul is writing about Mm. is he's talking about how good deeds meet pressing needs. Mm. And if there is anything that is on the rise, come on, it's pressing needs right now. Come on. And so if you are a person that wants to truly work for the glory of God and the good of other people, even if your business is closed, business is up because there is work to do. Yeah. And so think about those people that God has sent your way. Yeah. And, and check in on them and just, and just love on them really well and make it to where, when your doors can open back up, give them a reason to come back because you took this time to get better. We, we, um, just in terms of our community, we sent out an email. Maybe some of you missed it. Cause I know everyone's, it's hard when we all talk through emails that you hopefully saw it. But in, in our community, we sent out, listen, we're with you in this time and, and we're not worried about, you know, the Lord will provide, don't worry about us going anywhere. But if you have any needs, we would love to pray with you anything right now. So we had, um, a prayer email, like send us mm-hmm. and we'll call, we'll have someone call you. Uh, and I was just blessed yesterday by some stories mm-hmm. of people that have just, just been doing calls and they're like crying over getting to pray with someone over the fear of their child being, um, you know, getting behind in school or being left behind, not graduating, right. all these things. And it's just been, that is, that's the gospel. I said, if, if, it, mm-hmm. if we sent out the email for just those few people that we could pray with, but I mean that across the board, if anyone's listening in the podcast, we'll put the prayer line right here in the show notes that we truly do want to um, serve and love in this time. We're here to just say that love is greater than fear. The Lord is not anxious about our future nor our past. He's the beginning and the end, and he's going to get us into a greater experience than we had before. We're already seeing it. It's a matter of if we'll be available on the other side to stay, to remain, to abide and and continue in obedience because it will bring fruitfulness. Michelle, I love you. I I wish like I I I don't want more plagues or problems to come. I have to reach out to you, but you know you're you're a go-to girl when it comes to business shifting or climate changing. So you guys follow Michelle. Get more information on She Works His Way. I tell the instructors that all the time because it's twofolded. Yes, we are. You know, we, when you feel like you have a, biz, a ministry or mission, there's a business aspect to it, but we can run it in the most kingdom principle, uh, cultured kind of way where it's never about people are not projects or money to us. It's an mm-hmm. opportunity to love, serve, and, and bring the kingdom on earth to glorify our Father in heaven with the good right. deeds on earth. So that's right. Would you pray for our listener, oh, Michelle? I would love that. I would Thank love that. you. Jesus, we love you so much. Um, God, I just thank you that even though everything around us changes constantly, sometimes, Lord, it feels like even within the hour, there are things that are different. Um, But Lord, you don't change. You are the same forever. And God, I just praise you for 
being the rock that has not moved and will not move. And so God, we praise you for your faithfulness. We praise you that you are a provider. We pray that in all things, Lord, we know that you are working for your glory and good. And so God, I pray that you would every single day give us your perspective. God, don't let us take our eyes off you because when our eyes are on you, that's the only way that we can truly see. Otherwise, we're, we're blinded by the world. We're blinded by fear. We're blinded by the things that are not of you. And so God, I pray that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you and on the things of you because there's nothing that can tear us away from, from your love. Right. And so Lord, I pray for the woman who's listening right now and is hurting. Yeah. Um, God, I pray for her heart. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to her in a fresh way. God, I pray that she would make daily decisions to pursue you. God, I pray that she would be surrounded by people who, who love you, Lord, and that they would sharpen her during this time, that they would hold her arms up when she feels like she can't fight anymore. Um, and God, most of all, I just pray that we would take the time to realize that your peace doesn't come to us like the world's peace does. It's not wrapped up in circumstance, Lord. It's just wrapped up in your presence. Yeah. And so God, when we start to feel overwhelmed with the world, God, overwhelm us with you. Just help us to, to run into your loving arms and to not seek a solution, Lord, but to just seek you. Yeah. And so God, we, we trust you for results. Um, I pray for, for wisdom. Um, as we make decisions, Lord, yeah. um, you tell yeah. us to ask you for wisdom. So God, we're begging you to give us the wisdom that we need every single day. Um, but Lord, as we go through this time and we see you working and we see your hand, God, you are always working. And so God, I thank you for that. And I thank you that there are just these little ways. And so I pray that we would stay encouraged by the ways that we can, we can see your hand in all things, but God, we can also just trust your heart and know that even when we don't understand, that's why we're not supposed to lean on our own understanding. That's right. But in all our ways, acknowledge you. And so God, that's what we do right now is we just acknowledge you for yeah. who you are. Okay. Thank you for everything that you are. Thank you for Jesus. Um, God, you, you made a way when there no, was no way. Um, so God, we just, we thank you that we can cling to that truth. Help us to, to come out on the other side of this understanding more of who you are and even more of the assignment that you have given us to to be loved by you and to to love others as you have loved us it's in your name we pray amen amen